Can you guys stop swearing? I have children over here. Next time you swear, I'm gonna call the cops. Hey, hey, fuck you, buddy. Sure, you have a dick because your name must be Scott. Or you must be Scott. Your name must be Scott because you're a dick. How much you want to bet that guy is? How much you want to? How much you want to bet that guy's sitting next door in his house, sitting with his kids, watching the Bills game, and swearing every time the Jets make a big play or the referees call something against the Bills? How much you want to bet? I would put money on that. I would put money on that guy swearing at his TV right now, watching this Bills game. <laughs> right next to his kids. Scoring the Bills game right now. It's like the seven. Bills to... are up seven, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Yeah, but I think the Jets just got a field goal or something. I don't know because my yeah, I, I haven't been able to adjust my uh, antenna here. <laughs> Let's see how long we can go on the show without even announcing the name of the show. That'd be fun. <laughs> Let alone the subject that this show is supposed to approach. <laughs> it's a show about nothing. It is a show about nothing. Bing, 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 bing. It's the Seinfeld of podcasts. Pretty much. I saw Roger Waters last night. That was pretty cool. I saw it last night. I hear that was Giddy pretty up. cool, too. Wait, what? I hear, said... hear that was what? Giddy up. No, I'm talking to Joe, not you. Fuck Joe. Joe's dead. <laughs> What did you hear it was, Joe? I, I said Joe I died. heard that was pretty cool, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, it, it, you know, I watched it. It was funny. It, 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 may, it amazes me how fucking people don't read books. You kind of came to realize how people don't fucking... They realize a movie's coming out that's made from a book, and they don't fucking bother to read the book. It's fucking 1,100 pages. Still... I, no, yeah, it, you, that's I not a that, still thing. I, that, that's actually a no, bit of no, a... No, 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 quiet down, quiet down. I no, you're so quiet down. I People can that, watch movies without reading a book, dude. Shut up, shut up for a minute. Let me talk. Are you going to ruin the movie? JT time. Well, first of all, the movie's the book's been out 30 years, so if you haven't read the movie, then it, I'm sorry. It's been a long enough okay, time. Yeah, I'll, I'll be back in five minutes. But no, 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 I'm not going to spoil much. I'm not, I'm not, there's not going to be like... But um, Where was I going to go with this? Um, I read that first read that book when I was 13 years old at 1100 pages. So I don't want to hear it. Fucking no one can't have any problem for fucking with reading it. Okay. It's just, and, um, it doesn't piss. I wasn't really completely pissed off. It was just, um, one of those things that was like, you know, you people don't really, didn't realize this, that, that, that. That there was a, even an original, the one one that came out in 1990. That there was there there's an adult part and there's an freaking kids part in the in the in the in the whole book. Like I was talking to somebody yesterday and it was like, I didn't get the ending. It's like, well, there's gonna be another part to it when they're adults. Didn't you you know? Didn't you read, haven't you seen the original to this where they, they it goes back and forth between adults and kids? <laughs> You know, it's like, did you bother to pick up the book and read it? If, if the book, the book goes adult, kid, you know, go, actually the book begins when they're adults and then it goes back and forth when they were kids. It's like, I don't know. It's just like, we, and like at the end of it, the end of the movie last night, and I'm not, I'm not, the only thing that I'm going to say about the end of the movie is that at the end of the movie, it flashes up it. And then it goes chapter one and then every, half the people are like, oh, I'm like, well, Hello. 
<laughs> you didn't realize how 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 could how hard is it for people to read things these days? It's and really hard sorry. for people to read things these days. Nah, readings for rich folks. <laughs> Iron Sheik, Browns equals to brownies. Don't mind me, I'm still trying to get my antenna working here. <laughs> uh. Oh, there, I think it. Nope. As soon as I sit down in the chair, it goes away. <laughs> oh, no, I think I got it. Okay, good. Oh, it's still seven to three. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I told you it was seven to three. I no didn't one hear you. To JT. I didn't. I just didn't hear you. And of course, bet Rapeless Burgers having a bad day because, of course, he's my starting quarterback, my fucking fantasy team. Of course. I used to have to make uh, Double C take Sabers off of his fantasy team because they would play like shit when they were on his fantasy team, but play great when they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> which eventually i had to do the same thing for me when i started playing in, in fantasy hockey like okay i need to get rid of all these sabers because they're all sucking right now then suddenly it's like oh look they just turned around their season <laughs> Yeah, I rolled out of bed about 1 o'clock today, and I was like, you know, I need to set up to watch football in the studio so I could watch it while I'm doing the show. And You should have had that, should have had that shit up, set up last night, dude. Dude, I, I went to Roger Waters, then I came home, and I did a voiceover that took me five hours. Dude. 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 <laughs> you got you got that reference at least. Oh, <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that movie forever. <laughs> yeah, me either, and I have it somewhere here. I have it on DVD somewhere here. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Roger Waters. Yeah. I got home. I had this massive hangover, for, or not hangover, but headache from uh, all the pot smoke around me. <laughs> Literally two songs into the set, it's like, oh, look, people are smoking weed. <laughs> so that spider pig wasn't actually real. So that was, that was actually, you, you, you just dreamed that up and somehow you posted it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it manifested itself in the <laughs> arena and I was able to take a picture. <laughs> no, it takes a lot more than people smoking weed around me to get me <laughs> to get me high. So <laughs> it just gave me a headache. It was a really cool show. Like we we were up at the three hundred level. And usually I hate three hundred level seats, but we were up there. Uh, and he does this first set, which is a lot of Dark Side of the Moon stuff, and uh, like one of the you know a few of the songs off of his solo album and he's like we're gonna take a quick intermission we'll come we'll come right back and then right as the intermission ends 
like just this thing lowers and this building like rises out of it and like the building is just like separate screens it's like holy shit that's really fucking cool because now wherever you are in the arena you're you're kind of getting a different experience of the show which i thought was uh, was pretty cool I got home, started doing a voiceover. It took me about five, maybe six hours to finish. Mm. I was like, okay, I should go it to bed only now. Take... It was only going to take him an hour, but then he got high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a, it was a long one, man. It was, uh, it was uh, yeah, basically... Uh, Introduction, like I was, I was announcing for uh, this Indian Australian award show. So even without a headache, that was going to be a, well, a headache. <laughs> <laughs> Coasters flapping again. Yeah. <laughs> vigorously was, beating off during the show that was me fapping that time oh, oh. you're might safe you, G. I, why were my mic anyway might as well miss the spoilers yo <laughs> you're safe I, just... nah, I don't take that chance dude you, you were in internet <laughs> mode i'm like that's the time well, to no, fail. There, there was no That's why I tried to say I'm not spoiling anything. I just had to come. I, I didn't want, want to risk it, bud. You know. Not worth the risk. Yeah, I had to rewire was... this shit anyway, so that was a good but, time to take a recess. My rant was pretty much on basically how the, there's already another movie out there. It's pretty much, if, if you even took the time to watch that, you know, really, you would have known that. Uh, they're 1991? Make... Was that? 1992? 1990. 90, 90. Yeah. Depends how old you are. Depends how old you are. It was ninety. It was ninety because I know they had they it, they did it differently in the 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 miniseries and from the book. The, the actually the movie last night is kind of more closer to the book. Was no, no, I, I, I've already heard a lot about it, no. but yeah, but it, the the it doesn't matter. Get yeah. it? It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all puns all day, every time we use it. Hey yo, hey 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 Rock! I got fifty bendy Bentleys in the West Indies. What? Come on, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I used to Rock's own that album. Rock, if that counts. Huh? Yep. Said I used to own that album. I have still have that album. I need another Actually, copy. I have that on my both of my iPods that I use for the work and gym. I mean, I listen to it all the time. I need another copy. I don't know what happened to mine. It's gone. It's always on the internet. It's <laughs> true. So, how's uh, how's Texas treating you? Uh, not so bad. Um, mostly dried out and just, you know, slowly inching toward the north. 
Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if I dropped or what. No, oh, no, 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 you didn't here. drop. Joe's probably playing with something in his office, and that's what made the noise. I'm literally sitting here watching football. I haven't moved. <laughs> oh, well. That was a clutch. Things are drying out, kind of starting to seem like the room all again. Yeah, uh, well, my side of town is way better off than some of the other places. The, the far west side was the worst off, really, and I'm outer edge of northwest so um we we didn't have what they had um but you, know, you can can drive almost anywhere that you would need to go there's still a few places that are being repaired but uh, transportation's mostly back in order uh going to grocery stores is normal um are moving forward, and that's pretty good. Good. Well, that's definitely good news. Yeah. The thing is, uh, news-wise, it's kind of like they've moved on, so... <clears throat> but you never really know what's really going on, because they just focus on, like, the, the then and now. It's like that earthquake in Mexico that nobody's talking about. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, Weird and- world we live in. I mean, now uh, Miami in particular, but now Florida is getting pretty much the same treatment in the news that we got. And I know we're watching it and we're just going, uh, we, we feel you. We, we, we know. Um, so you know, all the footage that's coming out of there is just a flashback. Under two weeks, but still, you look at that and just oh, believe me, we understand. Well, the only hopefully the only good thing that that comes out of the the, hur- the hurricane park is also going to Tennessee. That hopefully it, it blows our wonderful little um troll away. I chuckle, but I have friends that are like affected by this. Like, oh, I know, I know, I know. I, I'm not saying like. Oh no, no, I'm I, saying I, like I'm laughing, she, but she, she, you know, she's always she's always making jokes that your show needs to be canceled every week. So you yeah. know, your other show needs to be canceled every week. So you know what? Hopefully, the hurricane blows her away. Yeah, well, like I said, I chuckle, nice but the hurricane blew its way up to uh, the fucking west, man. Half, half, half the country. Well, half the continent, for that matter. It's not dealing with flooding; it's dealing with fire. So, yeah, it's true. There was something. I don't know if you guys saw this. I did. I don't know if it was still up. Of course you did. Um, but there was this thing about okay, on this day at this time, everybody, you know, turn your fans toward Hurricane Irma and blow it out to where the wildfires <laughs> are, so that it will put everything out. Yeah, I've heard about that. It sounds like such a cartoonish plan. My city's been funny. Yeah, my city's been like a haze of smoke for the last month and a half because British Columbia's been like on fire pretty much since July. So, like, every day it's weird, weird, weird lights every single day. It's like we might as well be having an eclipse every single day. 
you know, we hear all this. I hear all this stuff about every place, all you guys and all the problems you're having in the rest of the country. And yet you, we have assholes that live here that bitch about snow every fucking year. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like you want to move away and go live in an area where a fucking her a category five hurricane is going to hit you or you get a wildfire like we're out where G out in the, or wildfire. And you want to bitch because we get a few feet of snow every every year. I'd every much year. I'd much rather be buried <laughs> under six feet of snow yeah. than buried under six feet of water. Yes, for sure. Well, it's not burning like in my city. It's just all around me <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, enough that it's all blowing in. But. I got lots of buddies in BC and Florida and obviously in Texas talking to the one today and elsewhere. It's pretty, pretty bad little uh, period of time, but I mean, it's clearly just a lot of coincidences. The wrath of God and all of that stuff's getting a little uh, ramped up though. Social media have seen a lot of that. It's like, no. I think we're supposed to have an apocalypse on the 21st or some shit too. Oh. oh sweet the apocalypse is here awesome yeah you know what yeah. it happens i don't have to pay any of my bills thank you yes yeah. this I, was apocalypse. I was really disappointed the last time we all died you know i was kind of yeah blackluster anticlimactic but mm-hmm. but that I one's coming up too with translation or something that's all i can think of because it was a bit of a letdown uh, uh, what the hell is honking Posters in. Well, my phone vibrated. That's oh, really that's awesome. that's exactly what it is then. Yeah, like I I I turned my my uh, ringer off, so uh, that way you didn't hear my notifications going off constantly. Yeah, now we just hear your phone vibrating. <laughs> Try to turn vibrations off. Fucking, <laughs> fucking Windows ninety eight. <laughs> Get my Bill Gates in here right now. <laughs> Sitting there talking to Brian last night, this lady next to me goes, Hey, like, yeah, can you show me how to go on Facebook Live? Uh, yeah, actually, I can. So I start showing her how to go on, because it's like, okay, you have to go to, like, where you would post a status. She's like, no, I don't want to post a status. I want to go on Facebook Live. Like, okay, that's what I'm trying to explain to you. Here, watch me do it. <laughs> and later on in the show, she dropped her phone. It went down to the next row below us. Guy, but the guy in front of us reaches down, hands her back her phone. I look and I see her screen cracked. It's like, oh man, that kind of sucks. <laughs> ah well, it wasn't bad. <laughs> Where was this again? Uh, this was at the uh, Roger Waters concert at First Niagara Center, or excuse me, oh, okay. KeyBank Center. Okay, that's the, the, that that used to be like the Marine Midland yes. arena or something. Yeah, okay. That's where I saw corn. I've seen corn and Metallica there. Yeah, I've seen corn and Metallica there too. <laughs> Not <laughs> together, but just hanging out. Oh yeah, no, wait, I saw horse. Well, no, I had I saw Metallica. Did you see was did you see corn there when they did the Sick and Twisted? With Stained? Thing? Yeah. With Stained? Yeah. We were at we must have been at the same concert. Because I was at that. That was the, that was when I saw Corn at that it, it, there. We were in two thousand. Yeah, I was there. I was up in the three hundred <laughs> levels. Shit. Wait, where were you again? Three hundred something. So weren't we? We were in the three hundreds, and we had we of course the one section we were in. We were sitting in the wrong section, and we got booted out. And we were. I was sitting right next to. I could. I could only barely see anything because it was the damn fucking screen was right in the way, so I couldn't. I could barely uh. see. 
Yeah, you well, barely see the concert. We were talking about that last. We were talking about that show last night because that was the first time I ever actually had a seat at a concert. Um, and it was uh, because they used to do. You remember that you has to you used to have to get handbills to to buy tickets. Like you would get the handbill and you'd go wait in line, and then they draw a hand. They draw a number. Right. And like whoever got the number, they got to go first and then everybody behind them got to go. And then mm-hmm. it started over from one and, and all the way back. Well, when no, I, went... I don't remember that at all, but yeah, uh, I don't either. I... Well, that was I, a... but I didn't get the tickets to that concert. So I, yeah. my friend got those tickets. Well, so. that, that was briefly a thing uh, between the transition of buying tickets physically and buying tickets online. Um, so. Uh, I was in line, and I had my handbill, and they drew the number behind mine, which meant that I went last to get my tickets. Hmm. <laughs> so that's how I ended up in the 300 level. Oh, so I could draw literally, then. Literally, yes. I take that personally. That's just that's like the lottery system for hockey playoffs. Well, not even just hockey playoffs. Hockey tickets in general. Anything really popular, you've got to do something to try to make it fair. So Yeah. Well, I, I've never heard works. of that, but I get it. I, I, I think totally I, I think it. fair would be I was standing in line and I was the first person in line and I should get my tickets first. But hey, whatever. It was probably like an anti-scalper measure or something. You would think because you figure a scalper is going to be the first one in line and buying all the tickets. <laughs> you know, come to think of it, I, I vaguely remember a meeting at uh, the PAG organization. That's People Against Joe, um, and we were. <laughs> Yeah, no, dude. It, that's just they—they they probably had a logical reason for it. It wasn't like, yeah, no, I'm sure it was just like maybe, maybe they just don't want people camped out in front of the fucking ticket office for like five days. Understandable, especially since yeah. the ticket office was in a grocery store. <laughs> especially, especially a bunch of scary satanic metal fans. I mean, right? Oh, what the children think? <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys are bad, but I'm just saying. There's probably there, there must have been like some kind of reason behind it, and like you said, the internet changed things. Yeah, I, I think scalpers anyway. So, oh well. Yeah, I, I think like I said, I think there was maybe an anti-scalper thing where it's like, well, one, it, it it did prevent people from camping out because now you have your handbill, now you just go wait in line, like mm-hmm. one like the day of the tickets going on sale, you're not sitting there, you you're guaranteed a spot in line and guaranteed a ticket if you have the handbill. Just you're not guaranteed the ticket you want because they're going to, you know, they do the random drawing. And if it's, you know, the number behind yours, guess what? You're still getting a ticket, but you're at the end of the line to get one. Yeah. But like I said, I think that really probably helped with the scalper problem because like, okay, well, you're first in line here. But, uh, you know, the person three people behind you gets to go first. And then you're going like third to last. So... You know, you get whatever's left, and then you can scalp them. We should go back to that. Eh. I like going to concerts with Brian because we find the people with the bootleg t-shirts, and he's, <laughs> like, constantly trying to get better deals out of them. Yeah, I bought a bootleg t-shirt at that concert, too. <laughs> <laughs> Only bootleg I ever bought was at a Metallica concert at Darien Lake. And uh, I got it for I got it for seven bucks. The guy was selling it for ten, and I only had seven bucks in my pocket. He's like, "Yeah, I'll give it to you for seven. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're you know, 
we're walking around Buffalo last night before the show, and there's a scalper like, yeah, hey, 20 bucks for a t-shirt, 20 bucks for a t-shirt, they're 40 inside, like, he's like, nah, I'll find you after the show when it's 10. So we see a guy after the show, he's like, yeah, half price, 10 bucks. Ryan's like, I'll give you five. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's like, you give me, he's like, come up with another five and you got a t-shirt. <laughs> He's always trying to get the get them for the cheapest prices. I'm surprised he didn't get one for Guns N' Roses for five bucks. <laughs> Was this like one of the t-shirts that had uh, the event date on it? Yeah, probably. Well, probably. I mean, that's. I didn't get I didn't, a look at it. If you mine made it, even, mine didn't even. Mine didn't even have the the tour. The, mine had the the cities that they were on tour, but they didn't have the dates that they went. They were in the cities. Come mine to think of it, my. Yeah, my Metallica shirt was the it had same. The corn, it had the corn um, issues album cover on on the front and in the back. It just had corn and it just had all the a list of the tour dates on the back and no dates or nothing. Yeah, that Metallica one I had had all the bands that were on the show and just the cities on the back. I think I don't think it had the dates. Um, I didn't get a good look at the shirt, like because I had no cash on me, so I wasn't like even considering buying one. So, uh, you know, Brian says it looked like it was a good quality shirt. I couldn't vouch for that. I did like it looked like a good quality shirt, but I I didn't get a look at the graphics or anything on it. So I don't know if there was like tour dates or just cities or even if there was cities on it. So and since he couldn't convince one of them to sell him one for five bucks, he went home naked. I, I don't have a reference. No, he didn't go home naked. He went he went home with uh -huh. what he wore to the show. <laughs> gonna say picture didn't happen i mean come on <laughs> i mean i can i can definitely say uh i've never bought in a scalper shirt but i completely understand why you would because <laughs> mm -hmm. they're fucking expensive as hell mm -hmm. they were uh they were 40 bucks i think for the roger water shirts hmm. guns and roses ones were i think 45 Mm -hmm. That's why I didn't get a 201 in June. Just yeah. look at the price, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, the designs are kind of cool, but well, couldn't justify the cost. I planned on buying a Metallica one back in May, but then, like, the designs weren't worth the, <laughs> you know, weren't worth the 45 bucks because they were all just the hardwired cover yeah. or variations thereof with, you know, at least the ones with the tour dates on them. And if I'm going to buy a concert shirt, I'm going to buy one with tour dates on it. Otherwise, I could just go to Hot Topic and buy the same damn shirt for cheaper. Mm -hmm. Too bad they don't make one like, you know, Fry from Futurama. That meme, take my money, but put Lars's head on it and say, take your money. <laughs> I'd buy that. <laughs> that would be funny. Friends or of Gene mine. Simmons. Friends oh, of... Gene Simmons, yes. Yeah. One Fr or the other, both of those would work. Friends of mine were discussing a t-shirt they found online that said Lars was right. <laughs> I didn't get too far into the discussion, so I don't know what the hell they were talking about, but I'm sure it had, yeah, to, do no with Nap had to, sure it had to do with Napster or something. Mm, Napster, bad. <laughs> good. Well, you could argue he was wrong anyway, though, because... If they what they should have done is embraced it and sold it dirt cheap like uh, iTunes and the other services do, as opposed to fighting it. 
You well, don't want to blockbuster yourself. You know what I mean? Well, I mean they. Uh, well, yeah, for sure. And and you know, I've they've gone on record. You know, Lars has gone on record to be like, yeah, that was probably not my best idea. <laughs> ah, blockbuster. I used to work there. And then I worked for Kmart. Now I need to work for a Radio Shack. And then I can say, I've worked for all these dying companies. <laughs> what do they have in common? <laughs> you, could, you could have labeled yourself Joe Kent, business killer. Hell yeah. I'm going to go apply at Radio Shack. I know where uh, there's two of those. Have, do they still have one in your area? I know where there's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> there are literally 70 Radio Shack stores left in the United States. Actually, I think worldwide, which pretty much is in the United States for Radio Shack, I think. But uh, there are two in western New York that I know of. There might be more. <laughs> I think the last one here lasts about a year, and a year, year and a half ago. Actually, and it I... was in a prime location too, right next to a porno store. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I needed a cable for something in my studio, and I called up the local Radio Shack instead of just you know blindly taking the bus down there and being like, "Hey, you guys got this cord?" So I called them, and I, I don't think it was anything that like you know the, that wouldn't be readily available like just ten years ago or. <laughs> And they're like, uh, nope, we've got everything but that. Great. No wonder you guys are going out of business. <laughs> you don't have... I, th I think I was just looking for maybe a headphone adapter or something, like, like an extension cord or something. <laughs> nope, we don't have that. Oh, great. Okay, cool. I'll order one online. <laughs> Nobody needs Radio Shack anymore. No. No, not, not when Amazon exists. Exactly. Get better prices on Amazon anyway. Yeah, no, I gotta buy an iPad cover. On, I'm gonna do it on Amazon, not fucking at the AT&T store. Or Best Buy. Yeah. Amazon's definitely the way to go for that. As Adam, uh, I'm sorry, as Coaster's fapping in the background. As per yeah. usual. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my gimmick. <laughs> uh, sounds like a hammer on my end. Building mm. a house. Oh, it's just probably the other house. Mm. Yeah, or are you upgrading to a hotel? So if I land on your property, I will more. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually building a helicopter pad right now. Nice. See what coaster right on. what coaster doesn't admit is he's in Houston and he's helping rebuild. <laughs> he's too modest to, to admit that. Yeah. He's wearing the lucha mask and all that. <laughs> but but which one? <laughs> he's taking steps to conceal his identity. That's that's yeah, it sounds like he's sawing something right now. He's building a house in Texas. That's what he's doing. 
That's why he Skypes in from his phone. Mm-hmm. He's never actually home when he's doing the show. No. He's always doing something uh, for, for uh, you know, to help out humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I work right next to Jimmy Carter. <laughs> we talk about peanuts. I saw Jimmy Carter in a commercial the other day. He's looking old. I mean, he is old. But he he's, is. Yeah. I was gonna say he's like, isn't he like ninety? <laughs> He still looked better than uh, than than George Bush Senior. <laughs> this is the podcast, folks. Just just coaster yeah. building a house. Yeah. yeah, I I don't think any of us know how to segue from the fascinating topic of Radio Shack. Um, <laughs> just saying. I mean, I'm thinking of a comparable. It's like, nope, got nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's the next business to go. So what we've learned today is Radio Shack is also not only a business killer but a conversation killer. Yes, go Radio Shack. Mm. Ah, fuck Radio Shack. That's all I got to say about that one. It's only a matter of time before we're reading tweets from the last Radio Shack. That'd be cool. They probably already, someone's probably already got that gimmick. Don't be knocking the tweets from the last Blockbuster. I'm not. Those people are hilarious. They are. Yeah, Joe, Joe hates the last Blockbuster tweets. He is knocking it. <laughs> I am totally not knocking I used to work at Blockbuster. I find them hilarious. I am living proof you do not need to watch movies to work at Blockbuster. Or to have worked at Blockbuster, I should say. <laughs> People would be like, can you tell me about this movie? I'm like, can you hand me the box? <laughs> <laughs> just flip the box over, just read the back of the box. <laughs> well, when I was in high school, my brother and I would go to the local video store, which was not anything with a name, because... We weren't in Houston then. We were in Huntsville, where the big prison is. And, uh, oh, interesting side note, if you ever decide you want to go there, the junior high that I went to, a Dairy Queen, and the walls unit where they carry out executions, and the grave of Sam Houston are all in about a quarter block radius. (laughs) So, yeah, when we noticed that, we're like, oh. But at the 49 and more video superstore, <laughs> and pretty much lived there. And my brother was saying just the other day that you know, while some of it is kind of a nostalgia thing, there was something about you know physically wandering aisles and picking up boxes and you know taking home stuff that not only did you never know existed, but you're like, why? I need to see why someone made this. <laughs> yeah, you can still do all that, you know, just clicking now, and you know, that's cool. But there was something about growing up going to video stores that was just kind of a neat thing. And 
you know, it, it's one of those, you know, it's not like we want to still have it necessarily, but there, there's a little bit of a nostalgia factor because it was kind of neat, you know. People don't necessarily hang out and talk about movies. On I, I remember, oh, oh, go ahead. sorry. Um, I remember the um, Video King. They had a um, separate room for the um, for the horror movies. The one I went to, it was all like dark and creepy, and you went in there and you got to look at all the horror movies, and it was just like it just had a different feeling than all the rest of the videos. And uh, when you went and looked at it, that's why that's what I missed about it. What I miss about it. Hmm. That's neat. Yeah, uh, there is there is only one type of movie in a separate room in the places I know about. Well, yeah, they, they also had a porno section too. That yeah, had a separate room, but exactly know. where I thought you were going to go with, and then horror. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. I was kind of surprised at that. I seen that by Yeah, I guess yeah. you have a niche to stand out from the other uh, the other chains, and you you cater to that horror fan. Yeah, there's definitely something to be said about uh, being able to, like, physically browse through a store to, you know, pick out what movie you want to watch for the next day or two. <laughs> you, spend, you spend an hour, you spend an hour in, in a store looking for an hour and a half long movie. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. You kind of still do it, at least, I'm assuming it's the same for you guys. With the library, they have videos yeah, yeah. to take out here. And you still go there and walk through it and pick it up and take it home. I have fucking video games last time I went. I haven't been to one in a little while, now that I think of it, but... Yeah, I think uh, I think the library I used to go to uh, had uh, it was starting to carry video games the last time I was there. I know it's not exactly the same experience, but... No. But it still exists a little bit. Kinda, yeah. So a lot of, a lot of technology... Um, brick-and-mortar institutions are gone. It's just kind of one of those things. We went through a, a short period of time where you'd go into, whether it's a video store, a video arcade for that matter, which pretty much, unless, with the exception of a few places, don't exist. And I, I don't count places like Davis and Busters and all that crap. I right. mean, that's fun, and that's cool they exist, but it's just not, but I, you know what I mean. Walk into a local, you know, convenience store and be able to play some Street Fighter 2 or something. Mm-hmm. Those days are long yeah. time, man. Oh yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, I mean the place we went last night, we we uh, before the Roger Waters show, uh, we were at a, a festival called Music Is Art at a place called Riverworks, and uh, we never, you know, neither one of us had ever been there before. So we walked in the um, we walked into this bar area where the main stage was, and there's just like pinball tables everywhere. And, you know, like, uh, bubble hockey and, like, arcade machines. It's like, holy shit, we need to come here. Like, when there's not a concert going on. <laughs> Half the stuff was up on stage behind the bands. So it was like playing, uh, like, one of the venues, I think, in Rock Band or whatever, where they had all the, you know, they had the arcade machine behind your band when you're first starting out or whatever. <laughs> if anybody's ever played Rock Band... <laughs> he's still working on that house, man. He's, he's, he's helping with the rebuilding effort. 
I'm I, I'm starting to think it's Morse code, dude. Help. <laughs> What's he saying? What's he saying? Kill me. Over and over again. <laughs> uh, I was expecting the Johnny got his gun reference. <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> of course. I remember. Yeah, of course. You ever actually seen the movie? Yeah. Well, okay. I saw it when it was on Netflix. Yeah, I I actually yeah, I mean, it. if you didn't tell me it was on if you didn't tell me it was on Netflix, I wouldn't have never seen it, but I did see it on when it was on Netflix. Yeah, I actually own it now. I own two copies of the book and the digital copy of the movie. <laughs> so, do you own the bootleg version or no? One of my coworkers at my day job, he, he he um, I don't know how he did it, but he got the um, you know how the vid, the vid, the one video um, he 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 took that the music and and like all the um talking from the movie, he's got that on a CD. And I go to him, I go, does Lars know you made a copy of that? I had it on in my MP3 player for the longest time. Yeah, I got it off the internet somewhere. I mean, nowadays it's just easy to just take an MP3 file from a from a YouTube video, but yeah, very very easy. I had it. Like, I still don't know how to do it. So yeah. just go go on Google and type uh, YouTube to MP3, and you'll get a bunch of web pages that'll automatically load up uh, an MP3 from the YouTube link, and I'll let you save it to your hard drive. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Like, you know, the uh, instructions are right there, and it's it's pretty self explanatory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you didn't know, now you know. Go out and pirate away, my friends. Enjoying is half the battle. I've done that for some of my own sure. songs because I couldn't find the MP3s. There, there is a lot of automated, like, I guess they're not in, like really intended to be piracy tools like that, but clearly that's what they're getting used for. Oh, there's course. a lot like Im Imager, for example. If you get an Imager account, you can save all your photos and all that shit, and that's that's nice, but. All you have to do is pop a fucking a video link in, and it automatically can turn it into a GIF. Hmm. That's how I made today's GIF. Actually, <laughs> got off a of Facebook video, just copied the URL by right-clicking on the on the video, got the URL, went to Imager, popped it in, bam, show GIF done. Nice. And uh, it wasn't that easy a couple of years ago, but yeah, this is something that they just little things, man. There's a lot of really convenient. Online me media editing, saving, content creator. Just keeps getting better, man. There's like free versions of Photoshop you can use that aren't stolen. They're just on web pages. <laughs> you just load up the web page and bang, you pretty much have these applications. You don't have to load anything. Nothing. <laughs> so. This just, this just came across my Twitter feed. This is... um. Um, Bobby Heenan, Gorilla Monsoon. It's um off of w at WWF primetime now. Monsoon. I already know what teams are going to the Super Bowl. Monsoon. Which ones? Bobby the Brain. The winners of each conference. Monsoon. <laughs> Why do I bother? I. Yeah, it's a pretty fun account to follow. Yeah. Uh, live tweet and everything too. Yeah, I I recently started following them myself. Yay, it's quiet again. <clears throat> quiet is good.
Not really. Not on the podcast, but you know. I think it's I'm assuming nothing in wrestling happened this week, so that's probably why. Ooh, <laughs> you said the W word. It only took us forty four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pretty did it did you say the name of the show at the beginning? Nope. <laughs> No, he didn't. I thought we were going to hold out for a solid hour. I thought oh. we were, too. <laughs> I made reference to not naming the show and not alluding to what the show was actually supposed to be about. And we went 45 minutes, <laughs> almost 45 minutes, before nice, somebody had to ruin it and say yeah. wrestling. Chief of locked. <laughs> Oops, sorry, sorry, guys. I didn't know I'm we were sorry. supposed to hold out. I, I regret sorry. nothing. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, good. I, I still don't even know what happened, so... Neither do I, and I watched it. <laughs> I, I, I think some, some dudes in baby oil probably rolled around a bit, right? Yeah. All right, cool. So, what else is going on? Uh, well, Raw probably had absolutely nothing because I don't remember shit. Oh, no, they had that cage match with the Big Show being written off TV or what the fuck ever. And everybody's like, well, if that's his last match, that's poetic. Because he came in through a cage and he went out through a cage. (laughs) Well, is the Big Show. Sorry, that is that. Sorry, sorry. Why are you apologizing so much? I don't your, know. Your inner Canadian's coming on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I fucked up the intro too. I was doing pissed off Canadian. I was call, trying to call Joe's ugly neighbor, uh, Joe's angry neighbor, a dick. I, I said your name is Scott, but because you, you're a dick, and I, I fucked it up. I fucked it up. This is uh-huh. what happens when Joe's not pre- completely prepared. <laughs> when I'm not prepared, JT fucks up. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. So there was that on Raw. That's the only thing I can remember from Raw. And then I'm looking uh, at results or something about Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan and John Cena. So oh, it's the same thing. Jason Jordan had the match with John Cena, and they were like, you know, touting it as Jason Jordan's big break, like Cena got with Kurt Angle. Yeah. And um, and like everybody's like, oh yeah, that was a great, you know, that was great for Jason Jordan. And then Roman Reigns comes out and like. It goes, why did it take you 20 minutes to beat some rookie? And it's like, well, that just took the piss out of Jason Jordan. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You did something really cool, WWE, and then you fucked it up five seconds later. So it's basically Monday is what you're saying. Basically Monday. Okay. But, but we want you to like Roman Reigns. Right. No deal. Uh, can't, I, um, can't, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Like I can't like a little teapot. I'm sorry. I can't. But he's short and stout, man. But he's the big dog. <laughs> I, 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 I twitched so hard when I said that. <laughs> every time I hear Michael Cole say it, I just, it's just so cringeworthy. Uh, so basically your no. uh, IC championship thing, and they. Stuck with the Miz, I guess. Yeah, that was the other thing. Is the promo after that where where Reigns is? Cena's like, "Hey, your zipper's undone." He's like, "I burst through it. I'm the big dog." <laughs> and Cena's like, "I was oh, looking okay. for your balls." And Reigns is like, "Yeah, I figured you'd be looking for those." And Cena's like, "Yeah, you don't have any though." 
Mm, that's unfortunate. Yeah. And then they added uh, Emma and Nia Jax to the women's title match at No Mercy. Oh, yeah, okay. I see I see how that played out. And there's just some other filler in between all that. Pretty much. So I watched a little bit of SmackDown because I heard... Well, Smack... the main event was really good, so I watched that match. SmackDown, you had like the the show long story of uh, of Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens. Yeah, he got fired or some shit. He got Shane, Shane overstepped his bounds and then indefinitely suspended. Fired him or whatever. Indefinitely suspended, as per Vince McMahon. Uh, right. Basically, what happened is Owens came out. He's like, I'm refereeing this match between Carmella and Natalia. And Shane McMahon came out and said, No, the fuck you're not. I'm the GM. You listen to me. And Owens is like, No, I wish I was still on Raw. And Shane said some shit. And Kevin Owens kept talking shit about Shane's family. So Shane went off on him and started punching him. Eventually, later on in the show, it's like, oh, well, Owens was like, I'm going to sue this company. I'm going to own this company. And Daniel Bryan's like, no, think about that. Don't do that, please. And Owens is like, fine, I'm just going to press charges against Shane McMahon. And then the next thing is, oh, yep, your dad says you're suspended indefinitely. Okay, so they're going to have a match. Probably. Basically, regardless of the storyline, that's. (laughs) gonna get him there that's why vince mcmahon's back i guess yeah i guess he's coming back on next on next uh tuesday's well this tuesday's smackdown uh they don't they want to go up against football that would be dumb yeah right i mean this is the first time i think that they brought vince back for the the b shows like basically they're conceding defeat the way I look at that when I hear that, I'm like, oh (laughs) yeah pretty much in all these years they've always tried to fight football on monday but not this year in the in the meantime, you had uh, Carmelsworth broke up and got back together. <laughs> yeah, I saw a bit of that. I saw a little bit of the show. I kind of was skipping through it to get to the main event. Like I saw a lot of the storyline you were talking about with Owens here and there. I'm, it sounds like I'm if it was so long, I definitely missed bits and pieces though. I think it was like half the show. Yeah. Okay. I, I it think, sounds like I, I still got exactly what I needed from the stuff I missed. Yeah. Gonna, what, yeah. What, and then Baron Corbin tied Dillinger led to... They're going to have an AJ Dillinger match. I know that's next week. Yeah. yeah. That could be good. That could be alright. And then there was the uh, re-debut of Dolph Ziggler, which was... Oh, fuck. That's right. Kind, kind of went over like a wet fart. <laughs> I was where he was like Naomi and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He did that, did the Cena thing. Uh, What else did he come out as? Oh, Macho Man. That's right. Yep. And John Cena. Unfortunately, (laughs) that was just the three, though, right? Do you think he's going to continue doing that? I was kind of half-assed paying attention to that (laughs) bit. The the it's the Naomi part was part that like got me. I'm like that's awesome. Yeah, I it, just visually it was just like he was it's perfect for him. He's such a spaz. So, mm-hmm. um, but I don't remember how that angle. What what did it end with? Did he just end or it just ended? He left. Yeah, yeah. He oh, was okay. A bit of a promo saying that like anybody can do these entrances, but nobody can do what I do in the ring. 
and then you but kind of... we don't know what's going to happen next week, so it could be the same shit again. Like he's basically Damian Sandow every week now, like doing another gimmick, or yeah, only not funny. <laughs> do you think it'll go that? So do you think that it's going to go that way for a little bit, or because they, they didn't have anything? Like nobody came out and interrupted him or anything, right? No. Huh. Well, I mean, the the obvious end game here is Dolph Ziggler versus Naomi, right? Well, wow. <laughs> he's just going to come out as Colonel Sanders, and that's just going to be his gimmick from now on. Ah, uh, HBK stole that. Yeah, Shawn Michaels is going to super kick him if he does that. <laughs> mm. hmm. Well, I guess we'll find out sort of kind of next week with mm. the aping or miming storyline continues until someone shuts him down. I guess. That's probably where that would go too, right? And uh, yeah. and, and the main event, we had uh, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was actually Yay. a good match. Actually, that's the part that I actually paid attention to. Is I heard it that was good. Counter to the RKO was beautiful. I, I did see that. Um, I, I, I wish that that would just kind of be a thing. If they have to keep fighting, because we know they will, that every time Orton tries the RKO, Shinsuke's got something like that. Obviously not the same thing, but I I would like to see somebody not just dodge it once, basically have it figured out to the point that, hey, this isn't going to work with him. Mm -hmm. And totally throw... Orton off his game and make him you know, uncomfortable, then everything might be more interesting. I don't know, but this, I, I love the idea that oh, here's somebody that no matter what you try with the RKO, it doesn't work for however long. I think they won't do it, but it would be fun. I think that would work great with a heel, and then you just have him keep trying to hit the move because he's supposed to be the babyface here. Or a baby face, not not you know not the baby face in this particular scenario. But uh, if you have him do that against a heel and he can't hit the move, and finally you know he winds up uh, you know at a pay per view or something like, is this gonna be the night? You know, that's how you sell tickets. Is this gonna be the night Orton finally hits this guy with the RKO? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that well, that could be the story they're telling on the longer term too. This is true. Uh, that would be a good idea. That's a simple, simple storyline that would be effective, and that's usually what makes the best uh, stories in wrestling too. So yeah, I like that. I like that. But this is okay. I don't know when is this pay per view. I know this means Nakamura is going up against uh, my hometown hero, Jinder. I don't. Is that even taking place on pay per view, or is that going to be on SmackDown? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't. I don't recall. And maybe it's the the Vegas deal. I know they're gonna have a bunch of big matches. Like that SmackDown's supposed to be like really loaded up. It's not only the going back to that football thing. They're they're not even trying with Raw this week. No, because there's two games on this week. So. Yeah, precisely. Why fight it, right? Mm-hmm. Get the USA rating up on Tuesday when you're unopposed. And but I, I don't know. I I know there were some title matches. I just don't know what they are. Oh, other than the AJ one. The AJ one, I remember they announced that. That's right. This is a big uh, smack. There's there's the... 
Uh, is there a women's title match? I th there's a lot of... Uh... <clears throat> I know there's like three title matches coming up this week. There probably is. Maybe it is those three then. The women's title match makes sense. Based on looking at like what's been going on. Uh, let's see. Kevin Owens was in shock last Tuesday when Daniel Bryan revealed WWE Chairman Mr. McMahon would be in Las Vegas. Okay, here we go. Mr. McMahon comes to Sin City Smackdown to address the Shane McMahon-Kevin Owens situation. AJ Styles defends the United States Championship against Ty Dillinger this Tuesday on Sin City Smackdown. Naomi gets her Smackdown women's title rematch against Natalia this Tuesday on Sin City Smackdown. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Usos defend the SmackDown tag team titles against the New Day in a Sin City street fight this Tuesday on Sin City SmackDown. Fucking Sin City. Ryback can uh, Ryback return can, uh, uh, imminent. <laughs> is that is Axel DC gonna perform their song Sin City in Sin City at Sin City SmackDown? <laughs> also brought to you by Sin City Part Three. Nice. F-U-A-N-D. F-U-N-D. Uh, I was thinking SimCity, the video game. That's oh. Chico. <laughs> if you type it in too many times, Godzilla comes and attacks your city. <laughs> Ooh. I'm all in favor of that. Yeah. It's always fun when Godzilla comes out. Mm -hmm. Wants to hang. He just did it at the beginning of the game before you built anything, and he, nothing happens. He just <laughs> walks around an empty field like, ah, oh, fucker, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but so is the, the tag women's title on the IC so I guess maybe it is the pay-per-view then US answer the main event question then. whenever that is it's yeah. been two, more than two weeks since we've had a pay-per-view I, I feel, I feel well, strangely when is the when, when the fuck is no mercy <laughs> I don't know next week probably I guess I... let's see no Mercy is an upcoming professional wrestling pay-per-view event and WWE Network event produced by WWE for the Raw brand. It will take place on September 24th. That's two weeks from now. Wow. Wow. Okay. Guess not. Zero shits given. Not even, not even, I bet, I bet people, more people will watch Fear of the Walking Dead that night than, than, than no, no whatever pay-per-view it is. And the next SmackDown pay-per-view is Hell in a Cell. Uh, that is October 8th at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, Michigan. And the main event is Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And I'm sure sometime in the next month, they're going to change that into a Hell in a Cell match. Um, Which would make sense, because you got to keep the Singh brothers out, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it does. But actually, no, I bet you it's going to be Shane and Owens in the cell. Ooh. Partly because Shane will jump the fuck off of the cell. Just, it looks like this is for the company, dude. They're doing that storyline again. Oh, boy. Yeah, you're going to get... No, did you make it both? Oh, God, can we get Kevin Owens drinking beer in the office? Just like, what's this? That's the beer budget? Add a couple of more zeros. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, you could get both of them in a cell. They they usually do more than one at those pay-per-views. So maybe maybe both. Wasn't gender just in the uh, Punjabi prison? Yeah, Punjabi prison match. Yeah, that's different. And that was against I know. Orton. You can see through the the hell in the cell. So the structure. 
Yeah. The structure. Is that what was that the word that they were using? <laughs> that they used 64 times or whatever. This structure. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we get both. I don't know. If I had a, if I had a bet on just one though, I I, I Yeah, I I I you'd probably be right. It's for the company, like there's no belt without a company, so just saying that you're probably right if if that's if they don't try to pad that out for another uh <laughs> couple of, well, couple the of other, months the other to survive all the storyline away and you have shane mcmahon and that's all he's really known for is those big spots so yeah true what's he gonna jump off of if he's not in the cage true i got well i guess that, that i'm wrong i'm wrong wrestlemania the one with styles that was like deliberately a non Shane McMahon jump off shit match. So I believe the jump off shit is trademarked by the WWE. You're probably right. Uh. <laughs> okay, I guess I, I will see. We'll see. I mean, I, I like I, I literally just pointed out how I could easily be wrong considering recent history. So, and even though we're not supposed to remember any recent history, it is wrestling. Yeah. So I'll be watching Fear of the Walking Dead, just like GHG said. And this coming Tuesday is the May Young Classic Finals. Oh, yeah. Right. Is that going to be on SmackDown, or are they going to actually have that match? I, I don't know. Uh, the, fi- the main event is uh, Shayna Baszler versus Kairi uh, Zane. Uh, yeah, the, the, I didn't put that in the news, but something to do with the Survivor Series rumor with uh, the four horsewomen of each MMA versus wrestling, right? Yeah. that That's the expected outcome. Now, obviously, it hasn't been taped, so. Right. But I know they've been playing off of that by having, like, Baszler is obviously part of the, probably going to have to be the one to carry most of that match, because the other three women, as far as I know, haven't done much training. That could be interesting, though. I know R- Ronda Rousey's MMA career is pretty much all but done, but she's still famous enough that WWE would love to have that for a pay-per-view or whatever they call mm-hmm. it, network special. For sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any information on the uh, on the finals. Um, um, I don't know. Isn't there episodes that come up before that? Isn't no, they're they're right. all up right now. They they are all uh, okay. The first round went up, uh, not this past Monday, but the Monday before that, and then the rest of it went up last Monday. But aren't they down to like a final four scenario where a couple of matches have to be wrestled to get the main event? No, we're we're down to like like this all aired already. Well, then why isn't it on fucking? Uh... Smackdown, because if there's just one match. It's probably going to be a special, like the uh, Cruiserweight Classic final, where they're going to have oh, like right. tag okay. matches with the other people that were involved. And... Right. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. Uh, makes sense. They could do it. They definitely could do that. And like or... recap the tournament results and how we got to a storyline and all that. That would be an hour. Or they could do it on Smackdown. I'd put it on Smackdown. If you want to actually like launch. The winner of this likely is going to have the title. Put it where the most people can possibly see it. 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you know, the this sounds like nobody knows here. So maybe it's something they haven't figured out. Would you really be shocked if they hadn't? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> not not with with uh, McMahon changing you know pay per view results like the match before the main event on WrestleMania, and that's happened a couple times. So, well, the thing about not just the Mae Young Classic, but when they did the Cruiserweight Classic too, I, I, I get that the business side of things doesn't always follow the timeline that your show would need, but this whole idea that all the way up to the very end, you're signing this person and not that one, and oh, you were going to win, but you wouldn't sign with us, so now we've got to do that. I, the whole thing is so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've heard it's kind of the same thing with the May young people are going. Oh well, they've obviously signed these people because they've changed their names. They've done this. They've done that. You know, these other people are not signed because they're still using their other name or you know, whatever. And that may be true. I don't know who they're keeping and who they're not. But that's no way to run a tournament. You either there, there's two ways that you can handle it. You either decide okay, this is how it's going to play out and this is who's going to win. And then if they don't sign with you, they don't sign with you and come up with a way to make that work. Or sign want to get before it freaking starts and yeah. then only go with those people. You know, mm-hmm. Both of those ways could conceivably work, but you know, everybody, and this came up during G1 a lot, Everybody thought the finals of the Cruiserweight Classic were going to be Zack Sabre Jr. versus Kota Ibushi. And there's really no good reason why it wasn't. And then, oh well, neither one of them would sign. Okay, so halfway through the tournament, they're not going to make it that far? Okay, sure. And the the same vibe is definitely happening in the Mae Young Classic and Oh, Vince is such a great businessman. Uh, no. So here's the information I have. May Young Classic is Tuesday, September 12, at 10, 9 central from the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, the preview is Shayna Baszler faces Ky- uh, Kyrie Zane in the May Young Classic finale this Tuesday, streaming live on the WWE Network. Will the beloved pirate princess or the fearsome queen of spades reign victorious in WWE's inaugural 32-woman tournament? So apparently this is airing on SmackDown, or not on SmackDown, after SmackDown, on the WWE Network, where 205 Live would normally be. So... Are they doing 205 Live this week? Are they doing a special just for the the women of the uh, tournament? It's in Las Vegas, so what's to stop them from doing both? Because, you know, 10 o'clock Eastern is only like 8 o'clock in Vegas. So you can do both and still be out the door by 11 o'clock local time. Well, I catch 22 will be whether people stick around with 205 hasn't been the case. Right. But uh, 205, I can, maybe they could put it on first. I don't know. Yeah, it's possible too. 
There, there will be a six-woman tag, though. I'm looking at an Angry Marks news update here. So that's a full hour. Uh, well, hopefully, if if they're able to keep their audience from leaving, I mean, that's been the problem with 205. We'll find out, or some of you people will. Yeah, here we go. 205 will be preempted. Okay. That's what it says. There's uh, the updates from today. I don't know if it'll even be on. It might not. It might not even. They might not even tape it. it might just be a week off. So whatever the hell is going on 205 Live is going to bump down the road. I'm sure it doesn't matter anyway. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't watch 205 Live, but I'll definitely want to check out the finals of the May Young Classic. Oh, that reminds me, speaking of uh, 205, Enzo um, Amore is going to be taking on Neville for the Cruiserweight title. Oh, God, could they please not put that on him? Yeah, they, they had they had a, uh, was that, I think it was a yeah five-man elimination match. Cedric Alexander did pretty much all the work, and then Enzo just snuck in for, for the quick roll-up, which I was thinking, like, mid-match, I'm like, watch this fucking happen, and sure enough, he did. Well, and they've been playing that off since they put him there, that he does stuff like that because he has to, and I get it, but the idea that they would have him go over Neville just makes me cringe, and mm-hmm. they'll probably do it, because that's how they operate. Uh. Uh. Yeah, they've uh, they they really copped Eddie's gimmick for Enzo. <laughs> yeah, but you know Eddie was actually good at it. Yeah, I know. I don't know. <clears throat> I suppose if I'm gonna say, hey, should we go to a break song? I should probably, you know, load up the break song. Yeah. <laughs> hey. And it's G's break song this week. Yeah, I figured I'd go with uh, Mr. Hurricane by Beast because it makes sense. Makes sense to me. It's not a, not not a slight on anyone. I actually like the song too. It's a good song, but all right. And here yeah. it is on board wrestling fan. How long we got? Uh. 322. Okay. I thought I was a victim. The Killer, I 
look for the knife. I drank from his river, it ruined my life. I saw him coming up, me empty and so cold. I never knew emotion till it caught me in this hole. Can you imagine living one more day with a beast right up in your face? Can you see me dying in this house in any house? Or a man in vain, bloody bloody hurricane. Huh. Yeah. Run out of the harness. Let it go, let it Someone go. Someone in the darkness. Turn out the light, yeah. Go again the madness. Let's take your pills. Finally you're righteous. I love a beast, yeah. Run out of the harness. Let it go, let it go. Someone in the darkness. Turn out the light, yeah. Go again the madness. Let's take your pills. Finally you're righteous. And we're back, Board Wrestling Fan Radio, episode 293. That's the first time I've said that. <laughs> uh, okay, where the hell's this at? There it is. Uh, gotta promote the new wrestling show, the Pro Wrestling Top 5 on YouTube at youtube.com slash the Pro Wrestling Top 5. Latest episode is Top 5 Randy Savage Matches. Uh, one of the hosts writes for PW Torch, and the co-host was senior editor for ProWrestling.net. Again, that's at YouTube.com slash TheProWrestlingTop5. So what's going on in New Japan? Anything fun? Interesting? Uh, it's a bit of a letdown, really. Um, you know, after G1, they have their downtime of about a month, and then they kick in to the Destruction Tour, and that has just begun. The Destruction Tour is now three shows. They had the first one um, last night slash this morning. And then the next one 
the next one is going to be Saturday the 16th in Hiroshima, and then the last one is Sunday the 24th in Kobe. And construction in Fukushima was not that great of a show. Um, you know, it was a perfectly you know, acceptable way to spend a couple of hours, and it wasn't necessarily awful, but it, it just was not the card didn't look that strong but you know it still could have been and wasn't I'll explain in just a second um, pretty much all of the weaknesses that New Japan has in booking culminated in one show um, there's a tendency not to give one-on-one -on -one matches unless it's a title match and that's unfortunate uh, there's been, I guess you could call it an Americanization of booking that a lot of fans don't really like, especially with the main event. Um, they had a Young Lion match to start with, and they were really good, so you know, that part was fun. Um, but then for most of the other matches, there just, there was not any sense of urgency, like you, know, you have a tag team of young lions fighting Goto and Yoshihashi, you know, okay, no question about that. Um, they are trying to push along a couple of specific storylines, and these are going to take time to build, so you know, I'll cut them some slack for that. Uh, one of those stories is Trent Beretta in the heavyweight division. At the Long Beach shows in California, Rapongi Vice, which was Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero, did not succeed in beating the Young Bucks for the junior heavyweight titles, and so the team split up. But it wasn't a bad split up. Rocky got on the mic and said, hey man, you know, we agreed that if we didn't win the titles this time, you would go on to the heavyweight division where you should have been a long time ago, and you know, that needs to happen. That's been happening, and for some reason they've set up as you know, the antagonist for Trent Beretta, the Tokyo pimp Yujiro Takahashi, and the reason that's weird is because you know, Trent would lose a match, and Yujiro would start smacking him around, and then get on the mic and yell at him about you know. You're not a heavyweight. The heavyweights aren't as easy to you know, get through as you think. And Beretta is bigger than Yujiro Takahashi, so he's you know tearing up a guy who's bigger than him, saying you're not a heavyweight, and it's just bizarre. But that's what they're going with. Another thing is the debut of the latest son of Haku. I don't know how many children he's got, but they all work for New Japan. Uh, Tamatonga and Tongaroa are legit brothers, but their younger brother, Leo Tonga, has debuted on the Destruction Tour. He's very tall. Uh, he's taller than Bad Luck Fale. Fale's like a legit six foot three, and Leo Tonga has got to be like six six. Um, he's not terrible. He's just clearly a very large young lion at best. He's not being 
shown as one on TV, but you know, he's figuring it out. He's, uh, he's just not exactly super compelling right now, but you know, he's not embarrassing himself. So you know, that's something that's going to build over time as well. Um, the big matches. They had a three-way match for the heavyweight tag team title where War Machine is defending against uh, Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga and Tongaloa, and the recently returned Killer Elite Squad who were part of Suzuki Goon. The three-way matches that they do for tag team titles just don't ever really seem to click when the heavyweight guys do it. When it's the junior tags and you get... You know, the Young Bucks versus you know, other people like them. So it's kind of a train wreck, but it's at least athletic and fun. The heavyweight ones kind of drag. The problem is they're doing this exact same match on all three shows. I wasn't crazy about it when I saw it. I like War Machine. I've not been crazy about G.O.D. You know, Killer Elite Squad, I was excited to see them come back, but they're going to do this three-way title match on all three main shows, and that just is not looking terribly good. War Machine retained. Um, the best match on the card, and this is honestly leaving my personal bias aside, was a tag team match with Ishii and Will Ospreay, because they're both in the Chaos faction together, against Hiromu Takahashi and Naito, and the reason that this match was so good, now outside of the wrestling itself, which was the best of the night, really. Have you guys been following on social media the goings-on with Will Osprey and Hiromu? Have you seen any of that? The whole I am not a cat business? Yeah, I'm very confused by it, because I haven't paid much attention to it, but I've did see Osprey saying something about him not being a cat. Uh, this is basically the greatest thing in wrestling right now, and you should follow both of them on Twitter so you can see where it all got started. Um, Hiromu started tweeting Osprey, and if you've watched Hiromu in the past, he's referred to Ricochet as a cat, he's referred to Osprey as a cat. He has carried around a stuffed cat. He has crawled around on the floor acting like he is a cat. So he's got this cat thing going on anyway. So Hiromu tweets out at Osprey, so basically like, dude, are you okay? You are a cat. And Osprey's like, no, I am not a cat. And Hiromu's just, yes, you are a cat. And they've got this really lengthy Twitter conversation that... I don't know how else to describe it. It basically ends up like you know, one step shy of what could be considered sexting, but it's hilarious. And so any chance that he gets on social media, even if it's not directly at Will, Romu has been putting stuff out that Will Ospreay is a cat. Because everything that Hiromu touches is gold, Fans all over the place have latched on to this. People are meowing at Will Osprey everywhere he goes. 
people have done artwork and um, Atlas, this um, chick from Thailand who does a lot of wrestling fan art. Will Ospreay is selling a shirt with her artwork on it where she's done a chibi version of Will Ospreay as a you know, part human, part cat creature. And there's text on it that it says, I am not a cat. And you know, I don't know what kind of deal they've made, but Osprey is selling those now. There's all kinds of artwork going on, and you know, they've continued tweeting back and forth. And so there's a lot of social media stuff to look at, but Will Osprey started drawing a cat nose and whiskers on his own face for the matches that they were having, because they're going to have a singles match. Uh, probably at King of Pro Wrestling. It hasn't officially been announced yet. It's not on this tour. This tour, it's all tag stuff. I am not a big fan of Will Ospreay. I don't really like him all that much. But there's something about the way his style and Hiromu's style really mesh well together. But it's not the same. So it's really been fun watching them wrestle. So that whole sub-story of Will Ospreay is not a cat is really way more fun than it should probably be, but <laughs> follow them on Twitter if you're not, and check it out because it's really hilarious. Now, they have a match coming up, which is why they've been fighting each other on these Road 2 shows. But that's not the only one. Um, Ishii is going to face Naito for the briefcase as the G1 tournament winner that Naito has. And so you would think that this whole tag match would just be Osprey and Hiromu and then Ishii and Naito, but the vast majority of the match was Osprey fighting Naito and Hiromu fighting Ishii. And after seeing this tag match, I want to see those two matches very, very badly. And <laughs> you don't watch any other match from this show, and a lot of people aren't, um, watch this match and you know, tell me you don't want to see Will Ospreay versus Naito and Hiromu versus Ishii after that because it just looks super good. So that was really the best match of the whole show and it did not involve any of the titles. Um, the last two matches, the never open weight Rio's titles uh, the rest of LIJ are the longest reigning six-man champs, Ushi, Sonata, and Evil. And they took on a team from Chaos, Rocky Romero, Yano, and Okada. Now, Okada had in this match because he's going to be facing Evil for the heavyweight title at King of Pro Wrestling. But again, there was never any drama in this match because they are not going to put the lowest title they have on Kazuchika Okada. It's just not going to happen. So it was another way for Evil and Okada to go at each other. Sonata and Yano, though, have been going after each other in a lot of the tag matches. Sonata has this great thing he's been doing that entertains me a lot more than it should. I'm totally seeing a new classroom management strategy here. If you've watched his matches, you know he does the Paradise Lock that Milano Collection AT used to do. But he started 
twisting people up into the paradise lock and then just walking away and leaving them there. And he'll do it on the ramp. He'll do it on the ring. With Yano, he's actually been doing it through the rope. So Yano is all twisted up in the ropes and then he just goes off like, okay, I'm done here. I don't care. And that's just a lot of fun. Um, the match was okay. Though not the best that I've seen from these guys. LIJ retained. And then the match everybody's talking about and not in the right way was the main event where Minoru Suzuki defended the never open weight title against Mike Elgin in a lumberjack match. Suzuki had the entire rest of Suzuki Goon with him. Uh, Mike Elgin had pretty much all of uh, Taguchi Japan. He had uh, Taguchi and Ricochet, Kushida, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, Makabe might have been out there. The Lumberjack match was supposed to happen because Yuki Goon always interferes in everything. So this just made it official that other people could be around to help out. The problem is it was not a very good match. There were a few sections of it where it was just Elgin and Suzuki going at it, and that part was really good, because Big Mike was just flattening. Suzuki is a brutal, nasty, horrible old murder grandpa, and Elgin was just taking him out, and there were a couple of places where you really thought he was going to win it, but the, the Lumberjacks fought each other more than they did their job as Lumberjacks, and there was way too much interference, and it just was not not that good. Suzuki retained, and we'll be moving on to the next two shows. Now, the big-end matches for the Hiroshima show, which is the next they're going to do the three-way heavyweight tag match again. So War Machine, Gorillas of Destiny, and Killer Elite Squad are going to fight again. I kind of have a feeling that War Machine is going to retain at Hiroshima, and then they're going to lose to KES at Kobe. I just don't KES not being the champs by the end of it, but they have shows. I think they're going to save it for the end. Um, outside of that, um, Sheeta defends the junior heavyweight belt against El Desperado from Tune on that show. I would really like to see El Desperado win just because he's really impressed me and he's really cool. But people forget just how good Kushida really is. And then you see a match of his go, oh, wow. Um, since Noru Suzuki retained the Never title, and since I really think Killer Elite Squad is going to have the heavyweight tag belts by the end of the Destruction Tour, I think Desperado is going to win the junior heavyweight belt because since the Destruction Tour is one of the lesser tours on the calendar, I think they're going to use it to let Suzuki Goon take all the belts. 
because that seems to be where they're going, that that group is going to get all of the titles through nefarious means, except for the heavyweight title. And then once they keep them for a while, then they can have other people start taking them away. But I think this is where Suzuki Goon takes pretty much all the belts. Um, part of the reason I say that is that all of them have title matches. Uh, the main event for the Hiroshima show is Intercontinental Champion Hiroshi Tanahashi defending against one Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. has already made Tanahashi tap out twice. Plus, still got that torn bicep in three places that he has not had time off to get surgery for. He was shooting a movie on the downtime. He wasn't doing that. So I think Sabre's going to win that just to add to the pot. And then when they roll into Kobe fourth, then they're going to have the last three matches for the heavyweight titles. I think Killer Elite Squad is going to win that. And then the main event there... Kenny Omega defends the United States title that he won in Long Beach against Juice Robinson. I really didn't think that Omega was going to lose it, not after he's only had it a couple of months. But they are pushing the hell out of Juice Robinson. They really seem to like him, and yeah, that could go either way. I, I think Kenny Omega's retaining... But I could be wrong. So that's how the rest of the Destruction Tour is going to play out. And then once we get to King of Pro Wrestling in October, that's where the main event of Okada defending against Evil is going to happen. And uh, I think that's also where Naito defends the briefcase. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see higher profile, probably better quality matches at King of Pro Wrestling because it is one of their bigger shows. The rest of the card will be probably figuring out as these destruction shows. That is what is going on in New Japan right now. All right. Well, then, uh, what's going on in JT land? Mm, good thing I got the beer quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on in JT land. Oh, that's a short one. Let me fill it. Let me fill up. Fill up. Fill up the um, summer ale glass with pumpkin. Um, pumpkin ale. Um, first, okay. And let's see. Speaking of, let's see. We're in JT land now. So speaking of cats, every Trump sentence has cats. Sometimes three cats or two, and they're great cats. Terrific cats. That I can tell you. Believe me, they're great. With the best cats. Terrific repeated cats. Not very big cats. Every Trump sentence has cats. I am Groot. 20 bucks, little man, so I can pretend that I have fans. Happy birthday to the one man I would consider dipping his hair into a bowl of marinara and brush it all over my body. At, not Sam, whoever that is. <laughs> if I were the commissioner, I would make the Teddy Long era look like the Funaki era. <laughs> and, um, yeah, Pokemon Go Fuck Yourself. I suplexed the Jabroni Hurricane Irma. Whichever whichever way you are missed comfortable, whichever way you are missed comfortable, go fuck yourself. 
Regarding Hulk Hogan, he lucky I let him win and didn't break his fucking howdy-doody leg like a fucking jabroni Twix chocolate. He is the jabroni of the earth. See here? Alright, kayfabe news. Alrighty here. Wait for it to load. Quite a bit this week. Okay, we did that one. Alright, here we go. Let's settle this once and for all. The giant machine was not Andre the Giant. WWE introduces North Korea, North Korean heel Kim Jong Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a good one. Big Show injury angle allows him to film a long-awaited knucklehead sequel. Yes. <laughs> Seth Rollins accidentally left out of the WWE 2018 roster. CIA's footage shows Trump standing standing as Volkov signs, sings Russian national anthem. <laughs> okay. But I, I'll wait for everybody to take their seats. Um, Lesnar and Strowman, is their feud just a ruse to hide a forbidden love? Hmm. <laughs> and that's pretty much your, K, your JT land for this week. As always, Lieutenant Dan got himself a bear named after him. See everyone next week. Um, yeah, yeah, my brother got his tenders. And he's sitting uh, down watching the 49ers game eating them. He'll have the same look on his face. Um, and, of course, every year JT drinks 25,000 barrels equals 50,000 kegs equals 775,00 gallons, which I have no clue, fucking Gordon Biersch. It equals 5,889,822.51783 Willie Beer Belcher glasses. Hashtag G and Coaster Talk. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Today is brought to you by Tabasco flavored Slim Jims because I can't stop stuffing my face with them right now. <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's not hammering. He's snapping into it. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. My man, <laughs> ready, set. Alternative facts. This is, this is, this is stupid, sexy Flanders. Kudos to AngryMarks.com, EcoMerce.Fiverr.com, NashvillePillows.biz, CoasterMilkCartons.edu, WhenDrawGottaSpeaks.DropWhatYou'reDoing.YouListen, JT actually sent G his stuff.truth, PraiseBGinder.ca, If Riot Dies, We Daryl.Melmac, PoonslayerJT is.something something, Joe got his Guardians 2 digital copy.fin, GeneSimmons.owns.everything, KeepGHigh.GoFundG.com. Joe kind of stopped watching wrestling, except for the wrestling he kind of sort of watched at Glitter... Glitter... Got me this week. Glitterowlbeard.org. Does anybody even care about this section? Dot question mark. Discount Heat Emporium. Cheapheat.com. And Spatula City. Spatula City. Spatula City. And a friendly reminder of some stupid shit you didn't care about in the first place. We've already talked about this. Football's back, so therefore Vince McMahon's back, but he's back on SmackDown. 
At the request of the USA Network, Raw will be live on both Christmas and New Year's Day this year for the first time ever, since both December 25th and January 1st fall on a Monday. So there's going to be some empty arena matches? Pretty much. <laughs> I, I don't I know, because the, you got to really... Uh, the, well, the attendance will be good. Yeah, I'm sure. People... Yes, because people, because I think there's a Monday Night Football game on the, on Christmas. There's the Barra basketball games on Christmas. People go to those things. It's not, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's like you can be a Christmas present for the family, all that type of stuff. Kind of. I, I, I would imagine, because they used to have wrestling on Thanksgiving all the time, and they always did well, too. That's true. To, to JT's point about sports is perfect for the modern era. So put all that together. Yeah. I think Oakland, I think the Raiders are playing on Christmas Day. I'm trying. I'm, I think that they're playing. I think they're playing Philadelphia on Christmas Day. I think that's that's how I know there's going to be a game on Christmas Day. I mean, the NHL sells out stadiums on New Year's Day yeah. every year, so yeah. yeah o- Oakland, o- Oakland plays in Philadelphia on Christmas Day. Yeah, r- r- wrestling fans will be would be you know happy to go to a wrestling event on Christmas. That's like sure. a present, you know. Yeah. Question: the, the question it, is with the ratings on television. Do I don't know, but yeah. a- apparently this is the the USA's channel. USA Channel's decision, though. Mm-hmm. I, I saw some people complaining about this on the internet, like, you know, outrage, yada, yada. <laughs> what, what are we mad about today? But they're in a television contract, so I have a feeling that that... I don't know if that's confirmed, but and I don't think it will be 100%, or at least made very public. It's kind of bad, bad for the USA Network. I guess it's a bad look or whatever, but... Well, that's what everybody was so mad about, because... When I first heard about it, I thought the same thing because TV was never mentioned as the reason why. All that was said was, you know, these shows are going to be live and da-da. Mm-hmm. And people were so angry because the way that the information was presented, it sounded like this bombshell just got dropped on everyone who works for the company, not just the wrestlers, but you know, every technician who works for them, every driver who works for them mm-hmm. you know there's so much more going on than just the people who wrestle as far as who would be affected by that and people were really angry because there is no downtime or off season with the e and that holiday time was as close as a lot of them ever get and so that was why everybody was so passionate about it and for once I can't really blame them because it well it's still a total dick move but it's a different kind of total dick move now that you know why it happened yeah yeah I, I mean okay, you can sympathize with the they obviously would like to be with their families and enjoy the holiday and not totally understandable but it's, it's I think if it's somebody if you're gonna get mad at somebody and write an angry email you know, send it to USA. Don't, don't. <laughs> I, I really don't think this is a WWE's call. I, I, it's probably a contractual thing they don't have a lot of choice of. This is a new deal that they signed too. This is the first Christmas that would have fallen on a Raw. If my memory serves me correct, it was what, two years ago? They signed that deal? Maybe three? Uh, I don't know. Well, realistically, I have a one, about a one in seven chance of being right about this. I'm pretty sure I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. That sucks. I, I feel bad for not just, like you said, the, the, all the people in the back. And then, then there's the people who work at the arena. The food vendors, the mm-hmm. ticket takers, ushers, all of everybody's listening at their holiday time. So. Yeah. Well, if they had come out from the beginning and said that it was a TV thing, I don't think the outrage would have been what it was. But all that was said was, these shows will now be live. Because, yeah. you know, let's face it, this is not a company who exactly has a glowing track record of, you know, humanitarianism. Not the real kind. I don't mean the kind that, you know, Stephanie yeah. does as a business practice. But, yeah. you know, I would totally believe that, you know, <laughs> Vince and everybody just went, okay, this is what we're doing. It's completely believable that they would have. So it's kind of their fault for... I guess framing it poorly when they announced it, because mm-hmm. if they had said it was a TV contract thing, I really think people would have been less vitriolic about it. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. I just don't know if it would be in their best interest to throw NBC under the bus. So, you know, from the other side of it, that's probably not. <laughs> they're they're kind of fucked. Well, <laughs> you, you you don't have to throw them under the bus. I mean, you. Uh, Words are a great art form. You can say all kinds of things and, you know, do it in the right way and you don't get in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's all kinds of ways that they could have phrased it where it's not throwing under the bus. It's, you know, an announcement of fact and no blame is being slung or anything. Well, but uh, people people would read into it. You know, you know the smarts are gonna twist that, and the headlines would be like, you know, the kayfabe news article would be read differently. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that you know, if they announce it in the right way, and then fans choose to twist it, yeah, that's on the fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I totally understand where you're coming from. I just I guess I'm I'm too cynical to think that. The way the internet works and the community works is within like an hour or two of even even a cordial cordially worded it would be presented as such NBC fucks over wrestlers holiday you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I just I just I don't know <laughs> well, no, well next... you know what it, 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 WWE ate must see TV so it, who gives a fuck <laughs> this is true uh, next uh, next year uh Christmas Eve is a Monday and Christmas Day is a Tuesday, so we'll see how this actually translates next year. Uh, what I'd be interested to see is how WWE Raw would stack up against in the ratings against uh, the 24 hours of a Christmas story on T- on TBS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's the other side of it, isn't it? Like, what else is on other than the marathon? Like, most channels have. They just have their, like, one show all day. I would pick. Uh, I would personally pick WWE in that uh, in that regard because I personally can't stand the a Christmas story. <laughs> yeah, I I I'll, I mean I'll probably watch it when I get home. Like, good reason to sit on the couch full with you know, belly full of turkey by the time. Sure. And, and I mean that'll put me to sleep anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah, me too. I, just, I remember one year I got they got my my parents got me a twelve pack of the Sam Adams Holiday twelve pack and. I got like two into it and I was so full of, I only had two, in, I had like two beers into it and I was so full of food. I just kind of like passed out. And I didn't, yep. I, we put um, 
National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I, I started watching it, and I, I don't don't remember finishing. I woke up, it was over. <laughs> My ex was like, wake up. I'm like, oh, it's over. <laughs> the movie's over. There you go. <laughs> uh. According to a new report in Sports Illustrated, JBL, Bradshaw, gave his notice to WWE 11 months ago, which would place it long before the issues between him and Mauro Ronaldo ever occurred. There was reportedly some internal pressure to fire JBL when the incident occurred, but Vince McMahon protected him in the position despite criticism for it. Bradshaw was apparently getting heat for booking his own travel to fly in the same day as SmackDown was taped, when most other announcer talent is expected to be in town the day before a live broadcast. And according to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, JBL, insider term, bullied JBL into leaving SmackDown. Fuck JBL. That, uh, that from, uh, Blake Amania, who, who must be a Wrestling Observer, uh, subscriber. Yeah, to be able to share that information with us, I, I, we really appreciate that. <clears throat> well, Michael, we fight on Friday night, so that's what we gotta do. Bully each other and fuck me. <laughs> And uh, I am Kim Jong-un AMA on Reddit, uh, also a Wrestling Observer Newsletter subscriber, says that uh, the newsletter reports, It turns out I was wrong all along, but instead of me admitting it, I'll use Triple H and Michael Cole as scapegoats. 1099, idiots! Yeah, we fucked up, or I guess, I don't know what we reported on the show, because I don't remember that either. No. <laughs> obviously, if the timing is that it's all right, yeah, man. Then, but a JBL's track record, of course, didn't really help his cause in the slightest. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, honestly, I I don't feel bad. <laughs> if I said anything, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, right. I I really don't. But but uh, that's yeah, that's where we are in this fucking drama saga. <laughs> Uh, a lot of drama seconds this week. Yep, we finally um, we finally have a little better idea of the non-Twitter, non-in-ring incident that got Baron Corbin heat with WWE management. Dr. Joseph Maroon had a meeting with the talent the first week of August, and during the meeting, Baron Corbin interrupted Maroon several times, offering his own opinion as a former NFL player about how frequent and regular head trauma was, and even noting, when Maroon was an NFL doctor, he actually tried to deny a link between football concussions and CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Uh, <laughs> Some wrestlers appreciated his comments and were impressed that he stood up and said what he thought. Others described it as incredibly awkward and like time standing still as the two bantered back and forth. WWE is keeping him as a featured part of the SmackDown brand, so his punishment as such may not be as severe as described, but more of a lesson to know his place on the roster. Yeah, somewhere CM Punk's laughing his ass off. It's, it's same fucking doctor, man, this guy. That doesn't... <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I, I, if, if he actually legitimately did deny that link, yeah. and that was... like I. Fucking Z packs for all, I guess. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, that that that's the other side of the story that I'm most interested in. The one that we know nothing about is like, considering that that lawsuit is still going on mm-hmm. with no updates. Mm-hmm. It's fucking in court. Um, 
WWE is pretty clearly on the side of their doctor. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I hope this I hope this blossoms to interesting news stories that I can read on a Sunday morning as I copy and paste them into the notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. More from I am Kim Jong Un AMA on Reddit. Enzo cheated on Liv Morgan. What a fucking asshole. Bray cheated on the mother of his children with JoJo? Haha, <laughs> you go, Bray. Also, Liv should date this vanilla midget Meltzer told me to like. I guess that's a thing this weekend, too. Yeah. I saw something about it on social media. I saw also, it. Uh... Also, also, Kim, Kim, Kim Chong Irsha Romery. <laughs> so, uh, somebody posted the, this on uh, some group on Facebook, right? And somebody else, uh, somebody was like, Give me a source. So they posted Liv's tweet where she's like, I'm single, you know, this is me being single and knowing nobody's cheating on me. And it's a video of her drinking a bottle of water or something. Some guy goes, it's just a video of her drinking a bottle of water. That doesn't prove anything. Like, uh, dude, there's a caption. Do you, are you illiterate? Do you not know how to read? If you are, man, like, you know, we can teach you. (laughs) But uh, clearly right here, this indicates that she was cheated on. And is now single because of such. Unless it's sarcasm. Unless it's sarcasm, right. She's she's drinking water like Kermit, I'm assuming, in the meme, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and you know, literally, you're 100% right, Joe. I, I think I, I, I did see the exact same thing you're talking about, because I remember seeing something last night as I was scrolling through. But I didn't stop and read. Yeah, That's I just, hard. I caught that. So I, I was, you know, I jumped in and I'm like, you know what, dude, like, <laughs> seriously, read the caption. It's not about the video. It's about the caption. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, WWE wants the four horsewomen of WWE and the four horsewomen of MMA feud that's been teased via social media and the Mae Young Classic to culminate in a four on four match at this year's Survivor Series with Ronda Rousey as the star attraction. And the follow-up from that, uh, Angry Marks says that moving past that, it would be um, Charlotte and, and Ronda at, at Mania. Okay. What? So that would be the long-term storyline. Because, you know, the, the girl that's in your tournament who's been training actively isn't as important. A celebrity, unfortunately, but... Hopefully, if... if I don't know, is Basil any good? Who's, who's seen her wrestle? <laughs> I've seen her fight. Kick I... my ass, that's for sure. Hundred percent. Not even trying. So we go like one punch, I'd be done. Well, a lot of people who have been following the May Young Classic more closely than I have have said good things about Dana Basler. So yeah, she's better than a lot of people. I haven't seen enough to know, but as far as you know, having somebody actually wrestle, Shayna's been training to be a wrestler for a while now. She didn't just show up at the Mae Young Classic. She's actually been doing this for a bit. So, mm-hmm. you know, if there, if there's a star, it really should be her. But we know how this goes. Yeah. It'd be, it's the celebrity thing is what it'll be. Mm-hmm. Which, which I understand. I, I just hope that for their sake, if she is as good as like, I, I've heard some other things that she's actually 
what what you said, you know, to piggyback on that is certainly a lot of talk about her training. And I know she showed up at some stuff over the spring, which kind of is tied into this. There's a few former MMA um, athletes that have gotten in recently. Um, was it Filthy Tom Lawler is one of them. He's kind of gone back. But yeah, it's a suspension over deal. I think Chill Sonnen showed up in like TNA in some incarnation recently or well. Sort of got I saw a poster for like GFW or whatever with with Sonnen on it. There's there's definitely and there's one other guy, the name's escaping me that I know has kind of been lighting it up lately. I don't know if anyone knows who I'm talking about because I can't remember the name. It doesn't help. <laughs> oh well. What were you talking about? Sorry, sorry. It's an M. There's an. There's a. There's three MMA. Like Shayna's one, Lawler's one of them, and then there's another dude who recently started wrestling. He's apparently doing like really well. Hmm. Fuck. I started an interview with him a little while ago too. Oh well. Sucks to be me. I actually. Uh... You're not talking about Matt Riddle, are you? Yes, thank you, Riddle. Thank you. Oh, okay. Yep, that's the one. I forgot he did MMA. I'm positive, wasn't he? He was a, some kind of fighting. Well, yeah, he he was he was I'm MMA, wrong. and um, he's been all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, when he showed up for I think he was in uh, Revolution Pro in the UK. He had some matches there, and Tiger Hattori from New Japan, who's not just a referee, he's one of their main talent scouts, showed up and was talking to him, and now, this hasn't been officially announced, but I've heard it in too many places, Matt Riddle and some other guy who's, I guess, I think in a similar position to him, they're going to be in World Tag League in December. So I, I need to look up who the partner is because it was a name I'd seen, but I just I wouldn't recognize him. But there's been talk of Matt Riddle working New Japan for a while. I don't know. Oh, it's Jeff Cobb. Of, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Jeff they, Cobb. For a while. Yeah, I heard an interview with Cobb as well recently. Go figure. <laughs> well, I gotta start remembering things. With with regards to Shayna Baszler, I actually tweeted out praise for two of the matches in the uh, May Young Classic tournament. Uh, one was uh, Tony Storm versus Kyrie Zane in the uh, semifinals, uh, and the other one was Candice, uh, Candice LeRae versus Shayna Baszler. So uh, obviously, she's done something to impress me for me to actually like make a point on Twitter to uh, say, "Hey, this match was really good," um, and and. You know, you know, part of that was probably Candice LeRae, for sure. But you know, it, it does take two. You know, so I, yeah, I, I'll, uh, I will say that Shayna Baszler is, uh, you know, probably doing something right. It looks like Big Show is taking time off for minor hip surgery, hence his write-off on Raw. Apparently, sex... Fuck's giving and how silent is how silent we are. Yeah, right. I, I, I think really he just wants to go play Destiny too. 
<laughs> That's entirely possible. That is entirely possible because he was tweeting about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Sexy Star's explanation didn't go over well as she's been stripped of the AAA Reinas de Reina title. Jeff Jarrett is taking an indefinite leave from GFW for personal reasons of an unclarified nature. Gotta follow, gotta record the follow-up to Ain't I Great. It's only been 20 years. <laughs> yeah, this turned into, like, the shit show of the week, though. Yeah, I, I, I have not been following this story, so this is pretty much news. I, I've been following it, like, more so since this morning, but I heard a lot about this at the beginning. I heard he left, and then, like, I'm just like, yep, typical uh, Jeff Jarrett stuff. And I didn't really follow up on it, and uh, so I guess this is uh, all going to be news to me here. Uh, Rebby Hardy tweeted out, Y'all tripping if you think I'ma be anything but laughing at the misfortune of someone who went so out of their way to fuck with my family. F-O-H. Rebby Hardy. And then the drama begins. Anthem appears to have been upset by Jarrett's erratic behavior, which dates back to when he and Karen screamed at Bob Ryder over a hotel booking for a TV taping back in April. People in Anthem also felt that Jarrett was out of shape and acting strangely at his appearance for AAA's Triple Mania, which caused some to wonder if he needed time off. An additional wrinkle to this may be that the GFW merger is not as complete as previously stated, with Jarrett's Global Force Wrestling LLC still owning the GFW name and trademarks, not Anthem. If Jarrett leaves the company, the GFW name may leave with him. Karen Jarrett will be out of power backstage with Jeff being absent, and Alberto Al Patron's return is in question, but Jim Cornette, brought in by Jeff, appears to be okay in his role for now. According to a Sports Illustrated report, Anthem is hemorrhaging funds, propping up GFW Impact Wrestling, and sources close to the situation have confirmed that Anthem is ready to withdraw itself from the wrestling industry and sell GFW. Negotiations between Rey Mysterio and GFW have officially concluded without Mysterio signing a deal to come in. In fact... I just lost my place. <laughs> uh... In fact, Mysterio is now working for AAA rival Crash. At one point, they considered a storyline which would culminate at Bound for Glory Well, where Alberto El Patron blamed Jeff Jarrett for being suspended and challenged him to a match, only for Jarrett to swerve him and have Mysterio take his place in said match, but that's all out the window. Coincidentally, New Japan has told their talent, uh, told their contracted talent not to work for Crash because of NJPW's existing working relationship with CMLL, another rival of Crash. Specifically, New Japan blocked the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, Okada, and Will Ospreay from taking bookings with Crash. Kenny okay, Omega. So that that's where the I think that's where the TNA. Yeah, that's, that, you're most right. the most important TNA stuff ends. Sure. So so we're we're name, back on this. What happens to TNA thing? Yeah. Because <laughs> if the name goes, then the TNA. Uh, so Constantinople was in Istanbul, was Constantinople again. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of it is uh, all these people that just got brought in or are about to come in, it's like everything's in limbo. Cornette apparently isn't booked for anything past like the next set of, or the next set of tapings. Or, or no, sorry, not booked for any of the next t- tapings. No, but so Cornette, Cornette, had in, well, Cornette had initially said, like, 
I heard him uh, do a, on his podcast or something. He said it's something along the lines of, you know, I'm there. If they need me, they'll just call me and I'll show up. Which basically. they haven't done because he's not fucked for anything. Right. I just didn't put that in the notes. I skipped a whole bunch because, like I said, this was like most of the news. So I was trying to whittle all of it down to like, okay, what's the most recent relevant shit? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one that I didn't, I didn't leave out. This company's so fucked. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, but they keep surviving. And they they signed that deal last week with uh, with, with Pop, Pop TV that pays yeah. them nothing. Mm-hmm. So the company that actually is paying them and owns them, uh, the Fight Network, Anthem, is looking to sell them. I don't know, man. We'll see if these guys. You're right. They always survive. But this this pretty again. <laughs> I mean, we were at a point. It, it seemed like we were at a point where, okay, cool. They merged with GFW and Anthem's got them. And, like, they're bringing in all this talent. And, you know, they seem to be on stable ground. And then suddenly, here we are again. What's to become of TNA? Yeah, that's craziness. It, this, is, this is, like... The fact that they've survived this long is incredible, and if they continue to survive, <laughs> I mean, that's nothing short of miraculous at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we're going to find out as the weeks go on, but I just... Wow. Yeah. Story so many times before. Yeah, so the next two bets are kind of related, but it's just sure. that seemed like the smarter thing. The next, the one following it, more yeah, so than this one, but this one's more important, I think. Kenny Omega is sidelined for the New Japan Pro Wrestling Destruction Tour with a partial meniscus tear in his left knee. Despite the injury, he still plans to defend the NJPW US title at the September 24th show in Kobe against Juice Robinson. Meanwhile, on the Destruction Tour, Leo Tonga, the brother of Tama Tonga, and Tamaroa will be taking his place. Ed Nornholm says he will never sell the Impact TNA tape library. We'll have a plan, an efficient place for aggregation of wrestling content that isn't related to WWE. Most of the product will be in the pay tier. It's hard to make the business work in the digital world off an ad-based product. There will be stuff available on the free tier, but you'll have to go to pay- you'll have to go to the pay tier for the archives. I know full well how the WWE network would monetize the content and what they could pay for the library. It makes no sense for me to sell it for that kind of price. I'd rather keep it, put it up on the app, and monetize it myself. We'll see if he holds true to that. But yeah. I, not, the, the thing is, Anthem on its own, outside of all this, even though they're losing money on, on the TNA product, is not having any problems that I know of outside of that. Right. So, just keeping the library is like an investment and the fact that they already have like on-demand shit. Eh, mm-hmm. Not really. I, why, you know, I, I, from that, the point of view that he has, it makes sense, which means no network. Uh, takeover of the library is probably, I'd say logically more likely than, than them actually getting it at any point. Yeah. So that, that, that classic, uh, Sting Jeff Hardy match. 
You know, I finally watched that for the first time like a month or two ago. <laughs> uh, I've seen worse. <laughs> but not much. Prospects for a fourth season of Lucha Underground seem dire at this point. Everybody involved would like to do it, but nobody is actually willing to step up to bat and put forward the financing to film it, produce it, and pay all of the talent. I don't know, maybe they could trade, like, Lucha for TNA, like a, like a sports trade. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, uh, this was, this was all over, uh, this was all over my, uh, on this day this morning. One year ago today, CM Phil proved to the world he was a legit shoot fighter and put over a young upstart called Mickey Gall. Submitted it. Yeah. That was uh, from SmackDown is AJ on Reddit. Well, you know, so you know, you know, who reminded you of what happened a year ago? The <laughs> me. internet. Me, because I share, I shared, shared member CM Punk's UFC debut, and I my my thing from a year ago. CM Punk new name CM Jabroni. <laughs> well, Facebook reminded me because it was uh, in my in my on this day. <laughs> Like I said, Facebook, me, me, me. Thanks, Zuckerberg. I'll say, you're Mark Zuckerberg? Yes. <laughs> I've been hiding it all this time. Stop tracking my information, Dick. Your, 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 information's, your information's hard to track, D. I tried to put, give you Barkley the other day, and you, you, I couldn't even post it on your wall because you won't allow stuff posted on your wall. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'd probably do have to disable it. <laughs> Just post it on yours and tag me. It's true. Yeah, but I wanted to post it on your wall. Cause it'd be oh, yeah, that's, that's probably... Uh, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Sorry about that, but I don't know if I'm going to change it anytime soon. <laughs> Phil Brooks to walk out with CM Punk at next UFC fight. That from T. Chuff on Reddit. Would be awesome to see them both together finally. Yeah. The Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor fight is now estimated to have done over one million buys in the UK alone, and Showtime is putting the total number of buys in the mid four million range. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! No, that's bull. That's gotta be bullshit. There's not a million people in the UK. <laughs> um. Mark bought it on like six different TVs. There's a few more than that. That's right. About <laughs> two, about two million. That boxing is still pretty big over there, though. Yeah. So, uh, if you look at four million in the states, and the population is much, much larger. Right. I'm not surprised by that. Uh, I don't know. What the, I've heard well, rumors about like overall totals and everything like that. I, apparently, like the gate just for the arena was about fifty-five million dollars. Which is insane. So much money. Give me some Floyd. Come on. Yeah, right. I'll teach him how to read. There you go. See, that sounds like a good deal. Yeah, Given the contract to sign for the money first, you have no idea what's going on in it. And then. Yeah. Goods and services will change hands. Our free market, free market economy is strong. Mm hmm. <laughs> 
Yep. Uh, Floyd, Floyd and his money are soon parted. Okay. <laughs> All right, off so, to Ger- Gertie's number one, number one favorite singer. <laughs> Chris Jericho says he nearly wound up hosting the revamped America's Funniest Home Videos, but lost out on the gig at the very end to Alfonso Ribeiro of Silver Spoons and Fresh Prince of Bel Air fame. Speaking yeah, of Jericho, very he doesn't have a big, a very big like for for Alfonso Ribeiro either. If you read read his third his third book, he does not speak very highly of him. What? Why? Because oh, when it was when they were on that duet show where they did duets and Chris Jericho was like the first one eliminated and like at the end of it, like Alfonso, you know, I guess, you know, Jericho blames the ratings tanking on him being eliminated first, which probably was because, you know, neither, probably got a high rating because all of us wrestling marks watched it. And then like, like, I guess Alfonso was like a dick to him in the finale or some shit like that. He just doesn't. He, that's basically like the whole just of the, the, the feud. Hmm. Oh, I guess the drama continues in the last story and I didn't even realize it. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, well, there's... The, this is uh, this is something that I, uh, I believe to be true and I, I'm looking for where I found it and I believe it was on Jericho's Twitter. Uh, but the... Uh, the the comedy series that he did, uh, but I'm Chris Jericho, is oh, yeah. apparently getting a second season on the CBC. Ooh. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm looking for it now. I'm pretty sure it was in his Twitter, but this dude tweets a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I guess when you're doing nothing for. <laughs> All you're doing is pro- promoting your book or in, in your in your Fozzie album. You don't have much more to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm not finding. But I'm I'm pretty sure I saw it on his Twitter, or maybe it was somewhere on Facebook. I don't fucking know. I just saw that Chris Jericho's uh, "But I'm Chris Jericho" is getting a second season. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it there is there is a link to it on the CBC's webpage. Okay, cool. Yeah, I heard they're they're uploading the uh, they're uploading the first season and then they're going to be airing the second season. I don't know when. <laughs> season two, six episodes, ten minutes each. Yeah. Not a lot of info about it. Just basically what we already know. Follow it's it connects to the first season. Yeah, if you saw the first season, the first season was hilarious. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how that would work if it's a ten, ten minute episode with their, their the way they have like schedule, but yeah, I, it, I don't it's know. It's definitely online, but I guess maybe, hey, you guys might get fucked over by the market block. Nice. <laughs> There'll be other ways to find it, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I, I really enjoyed the first season. 
It's following another link here. I, I don't know. First I heard about it, but I don't usually have the CBC on too often outside of the, they have a news channel, which I'll watch, but not the actual CBC proper until hockey starts. And then, <laughs> right. Which isn't too far off, but for the time being, yeah, the, 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 the funny thing about the CBC is because it is kind of a public broadcaster, almost akin to, the, to what you guys have uh, with PBS. They, they do, and this isn't a slight on the Chris Jericho show, but it actually makes sense to me they would do something like this. They tend to feature very niche audiences. They, mm-hmm. they, they really do. And a lot, sometimes that's actually a really good thing if you're into it. Because there's a lot of really awesome shows over the years that have gotten the opportunity to have airtime that never would have on network television. Right. Um, you know, Kids in the Hall would be a great example of one that really, you know, uh, Degrassi Junior High. <laughs> I mean, you know, they end up transcending beyond the Canadian market and becoming international successes. But majority of the shows are not like that. They're, and they're not bad, they're just niche. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I get exactly what you mean, having grown up with the CBC. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, Border, City, I get t- Border City, I get channels from two countries. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that'd be cool if, uh, you know, regardless of if it's... Like exclusively on CBC, and you get we do get region blocked or whatever. It'll it'll come up. <laughs> there will be ways. Yeah, to watch I guess it. it comes down to if it's like a, a CBC only broadcast, or they're just buying the rights for the market. And uh, no, you'll otherwise you'll have access to it through YouTube. I'm sure with them, right? The same way. I I just don't know. It didn't say any. They don't have that legality laid out on their webpage about it. Right. Just it's out there that season two is uh, is finally happening after all this time. I gotta stop doing that. <laughs> Keep bumping the keyboard. It's like half off the desk. Just so I can fit my laptop up here. Alright. Well then. Anybody with anything they'd like to add? Yeah, that, that fucking Danielle Bricoli song is up to 7 million views. Oh, 17 God. million views. Why? 10 million in, in one week. Ridiculous. Seven million in three days, so she's she's just steamrolling along, ruining her ears. Yeah, yep, yep. She's the new Curtis Axel in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am at Think So Joe for at Random Redhead, at G of the Internet, at El Generico, at Book Junkie Jaina, at Mark underscore Noise, who may or may not be back at some point, whenever he feels like it. We are at Progressing Dude, Finland. Dude's getting asked. Don't give him, give him, stop giving him shit for getting asked. <laughs> we are at Progressing Finland. That's Board Wrestling Fan without vowels. Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan. You can listen to this podcast every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern live on BoardWrestlingFan.com and follow us, uh, download us wherever podcasts are sold. But don't pay Oakland for it. Wins. We're free. <laughs> Oakland wins. I guess Natalia is offered to adoptable Osprey uh, here, legitimately. Somebody sent her the shirt that yeah, her, I was talking about. Her retorted she'd, she'd adopt them, or she'll take them. <laughs>